What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, and thanks for joining us today. My name is Greg Freeman, and I'm one of the pastors here at New Vision. Today, we're going to be in Joshua chapter 22, verses 1 through 9, and I am reading from the ESV translation. Chapter 22, verse 1. At that time, Joshua summoned the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half-tribe of Manasseh and said to them, You have kept all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you and have obeyed my voice in all that I have commanded you. You have not forsaken your brothers these many days down to this day, but have been careful to keep the charge of the Lord your God. And now the Lord your God has given rest to your brothers as he promised them. Therefore, turn and go to your tents in the land where your possession lies, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you on the other side of the Jordan. Verse 5, only be very careful to observe the commandment and the law that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you to love the Lord your God and to walk in all of his ways and to keep his commandments and to cling to him and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. So Joshua blessed them and sent them away, and they went to their tents. Verse 7, Now to the one half of the tribe of Manasseh, Moses had given a possession in Bashan. But to the other half, Joshua had given a possession beside their brothers in the land west of the Jordan. And when Joshua sent them away to their homes and blessed them, he said to them, Go back to your tents with much wealth and with very much livestock, with silver, gold, bronze, and iron, and with much clothing. Divide the spoil of your enemies with your brothers. So the people of Reuben and the people of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh returned home, parting from the people of Israel at Shiloh, which is in the land of Canaan, to go to the land of Gilead, to their own land of which they had possessed themselves by command of the Lord through Moses. May 18th, uh, 1945 has a special significance to millions of people around the world. It's known as VE Day, which stands for Victory in Europe. It's the day that Nazi Germany surrendered to the Allied powers. In England alone, more than a million people filled the streets uh, in celebration. A little over three months later, on August 14th, the world celebrated VJ Day, the day when Japan surrendered, resulting in the end of World War II. And that you've probably seen those iconic photographs, particularly the one of that sailor kissing a random young woman, is just people were just so joyous in the streets. Both events, they were raucous celebrations that resulted from the end of six years of war that resulted in 75 to 80 million deaths. 75 to 80 million deaths over the course of World War II. It's not hard to imagine the relief that the end of such a tragic event would cause. And so certainly the soldiers of the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, man, they would have been thrilled when they heard, heard the words of Joshua. The conquest was over. They had performed well. They had performed admirably, and they were being allowed to go home. They had been away from home for seven years. Their families were on the other side of the Jordan River, and now they could go back to them. And so in this passage, we see how Joshua treated them. First, he commended them. They had promised Moses they would remain until the land was conquered, and they lived up to that. After Moses died, they remained loyal to Joshua. And Joshua acknowledged in verse 3 that they had not forsaken their brothers for many days, seven years. 
He was proud of how they hung in there. But as we think about what we can learn from this, we see that the reason they stuck around is they were first and foremost loyal to the Lord their God. In verse 3, they were credited with keeping the charge of the Lord. Now, that's not the request of Joshua or even the request of Moses. They were keeping the charge of the Lord. In their obedience, they were serving God. For us and everything we need to, everything we do, we need to keep in mind our focus should be on serving God. It's more important than serving a person, serving a cause, serving a nation. Those things are all good. But our focus as believers must be on serving the Lord. What else did Joshua do? Joshua discharged them. In verse 4, he sent them home with the gift of rest. Now, the gift of rest used in this scripture means both victory and security. Right? It's a rest resulting from the confidence of protection. Think about the rest of those soldiers in World War II when nobody was shooting at them. They'd won in, in the battle they fought was over, the war they fought was over. And so they were able to rest in a different way. It's just a rest resulting from the confidence of protection. And God was taking his people to the promised land to find rest. And in verse 4, Joshua discharged these tribes too. They'd accomplished it. What a feeling that must have been. As believers, we have the opportunity for the same type of rest. It's the rest of peace that comes when we trust Christ. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have a peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have a peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Think about that. We were all born sinners, separated from God, at war with God. But Paul's saying, with our justification, we have a peace with God through Lord Jesus Christ. That's a big deal. We're no longer at war with God. When we come to him, he gives us rest. What else did Joshua do with these two and a half tribes? He admonished them. In verse 5, he reminded them to be very careful to observe the commandment and the law that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded them. He sent them home in victory, but he was still concerned about their spiritual walk. They had been diligent in battle. They had been diligent in following orders. But they had to be, uh, continue to be diligent in worshiping God. Now, he knew the motive for their obedience had to be the love for the Lord their God. And so it is with us. Obedience isn't a function of just us trying harder. That's just not going to work. It has to be a transformation. It has to be our response of love to God who first loved us. We show love through our obedience. And John Chapter 14, verse 15, Jesus said to his disciples, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's pretty clear. If you love me, Jesus said, you will keep my commandments. And that's the reminder we have. We need to maintain our obedience to the Lord in all areas of our lives. Joshua blessed them. He asked God's blessings on his guys as he sent them away. And he, sent, he blessed them with the spoils of war. Uh, he blessed them with much wealth and very much livestock, with silver, gold, bronze, and iron, and with much clothing. He took the, he, they, they took the wealth home. Divide the spoil of your enemies with your brothers. They served faithfully and were blessed by taking wealth for themselves. But they were also allowed to take the wealth back to the families they left behind. God is rich in his blessing. Their obedience to God had led to their success, and they were able to return home and enjoy it as a good gift from God. These two and a half tribes set a great example for us. They loved God, and they were obedient to him. They remained faithful to him, and he provided for them. 
The same is true for us today. Our salvation in Christ Jesus is a free gift that we have been given, and we can do absolutely nothing to earn it. The Bible is very clear. But what we choose to do with our lives, if we choose to live in obedience, if we choose to live a life of love for God, if we choose to live a life that honors him, that's the result of receiving that gift that he's given us. God used that obedience in the lives of these tribes to win uh, Canaan for the Israelites. We can only imagine what he can do when we live that life of obedience, uh, what he can do uh, in our day and age. So as you uh, contemplate on the scripture, think about what it means to live obediently to God and look for ways uh, maybe where you can improve that. I know that's what uh, I'm feeling convicted to do. Thanks so much for listening. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.